daughters they like, Lady Gaga, Miley Cyrus, Josh Groban. Me, it's Mother Teresa. I've got her books, posters all over the house. You might say I'm a little obsessed. But she has been a great inspiration to me and one of the reasons why I enjoy teaching religious ed. In her words, none of us, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. It all started about six years ago when my daughter Stephanie came to me one day and she said, Mom, I'm no longer going to a Catholic school. I need to be confirmed like my sister. I said, you know, Stephanie, you're right. She said, Mom, I have to sign up for CCD classes. I said, okay, well, we'll look into that right away. She said, but Mom, I'm only going to do this if you teach my class. I said, really? You want me to teach your class? I've never been a teacher. What do I know about teaching? She says, Mom, you can do it. In fact, we'll do it together. So I was up for the challenge. Stephanie came up with the lesson plans. She said, Mom, I know how to deal with kids. I'm with them. I know what we can say to them. I know how to get through to them. We've got some great teachers here in Park Ridge, so I can give you a lot of pointers. So I thought, this is going to be great. So she did just that. She came up with all the lesson plans, but I still had to stand up there in front of the class and teach. And I was a little nervous, just like I am now. And <laughs> the words just came to me. She says, Mom, I didn't know you knew that. I said, I didn't either. <laughs> I truly felt honest and sincerely, that the Holy Spirit was filling me with these words and guiding me. And we had the best two years we've ever had together. It's hard raising teenage girls. Most of them don't want to have anything to do with mom. <laughs> Stephanie and I, we had a bond. We had a spiritual bond, and we still have that same bond today. And then she was confirmed. She was now off on her own, filled with the Holy Spirit, out to teach and do her own thing. Me, I was left alone. I no longer had my, my person to help me. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to continue with this because it really has done a lot for me. So then the next year, I get into my class by myself, and all of a sudden, Johnny walks in. I was a little nervous because he was taller than me, and now I had to teach without my partner. And he comes in, I find out he's captain of the football team, the most popular kid in junior high. He was going to make the class difficult. That was his mission and his goal. He sat there, he was talking about me, didn't want to listen. So I went up to Johnny and I said, Johnny, get up. He stood up, I said, out in the hallway. He got out in the hall, no kid wants to go in the hallway. And I said, Johnny, in order for you to stay in my class, you're going to have to cooperate. You're going to have to pay attention and you're going to have to learn something. I said, I know you want to lead the class, and you can do a good job. You're the captain of the football team. You're a board leader. I said, but you're going to lead the class with faith. I said, can you do it? Are you up for the challenge? He said, as long as you don't call my parents, I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> I said, okay, back in class. I said, okay, in one ear, out the other. Johnny wasn't going to change. But much to my surprise, Johnny started changing. Johnny started ask, answering questions. He started raising his hand. He sat in front of the class. He wanted to know. And he had a lot of things to share about his own faith. And that was the best year I'd ever taught. Because it taught me that anything is possible. I can get through to this kid, but more importantly, this kid got through to the other kids in class. It was absolutely amazing. And 
it's just teaching religion is something that stays with you forever. It changes who you are as a person. I work in a small law firm. We do foreclosure defense, um, bankruptcy. People come into my office very distressed. They're hurting. They need help. And I think about in my daily life that how can I make a difference? How can I change people and make them feel good when they're struggling, when they're going through all these things in their lives? So what do I do? I remember the words that I teach in class, and they stay with me. People come in, I say hi to them, I always remember to smile. Smile is very important. They immediately feel comfortable. And then they sit down, they tell me their life story. It's always a sad story. But I give them encouragement. I talk to them with a gentle tone. I display kindness. And when they leave, they ask me, can I give you a hug? <laughs> you really help me understand. And I give them light at the end of the tunnel. There's always hope. You know, and I don't think I would have felt that if I didn't really feel God in my heart. And when I teach CCD, it's something special. I'm giving a message to children, and they love to respond. They love to hear that message. And in my work, and in, I bring faith every day. I can finally say in my life, I love my job. And it's not because I get paid a million dollars a year. It's not because it has great benefits. But it gives me an opportunity, the opportunity to do the work of God. Like Mother Teresa said, life is an opportunity. Benefit from it. Each day I wake up, it's a new opportunity to take the gift I was given and to do something with it. Um, God made the world for the delight of humans. If we can see his goodness everywhere, his concerns for us, his awareness of our needs, the phone call that we've waited for, the ride that we've been offered, the letter in the mail, just the little things he does for us throughout the day. As we remember and notice his love for us, we just begin to fall in love with him because he is so busy with us. You just can't resist him. I believe there is no such thing as luck in life. It's God's love. It's his. These are the words of Mother Teresa. So now you can see why I'm obsessed with her. Because she is in love with God. Thank you. Can you talk a little bit more about the holistic way in which teaching CCD has affected your life today? Well, teaching CCD, when you're teaching something, you learn everything about it because you want to be a good teacher. In order to be a good teacher, you have to know what your religion, what your faith is about. But in the process of doing that, you get closer to God. And that's what I feel like what happened to me. Um, I look at every day as an opportunity to do God's work. I, I talk on the phone to people. It's easy to just brush them off, to not really listen. But if you listen, and you talk to them, and you make them feel important, and you answer their questions, everybody needs their questions answered. They need to feel good about why they're asking it and who they are. And I just bring my faith into my job because I know that these people are in need. And if, if there's nothing else I can do in life, at least I can be, you know, that person that cares. The Mother Teresa for them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a, she's a beautiful woman, and it's a great model to have. And in visiting with you, I know that, that this is right, this is right at the, the budding tip of Lenore. Thank you. <laughs> Any other questions? Yes. Absolutely. 
and one of the things that I do that I'd like to talk about real quick is I've had joint classes with Alex and with Stephanie. And the amazing thing is, you know, obviously I'm a mother figure. I've been in high school many, many years ago, so kids don't relate to me the same way that they do to them. So I do a lot of joint classes, and the kids love talking about peer pressure. They like expressing how they feel, and they can do that with these two young people. And that's why I think it's fabulous to have the youth in the church, because they can connect in a level that us moms can't. I mean, it's, I'm amazed Stephanie and I can connect on our level, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's just difficult to connect with kids, but they want to speak, like Alex said. They want to talk about what the, how their day was like, the struggles that they had. And I was amazed. I had a class with Alex, and these kids were so willing to open up, and they wanted answers. They wanted to know, how does he do it? If he can do it, I can do it. And it was amazing to see that. And same thing with Stephanie. So that's one of the things that I think is really helpful, is that us as teachers, we can do it together. You know, Stephanie helped me grow in my spirituality, and I think I've helped her. But to have that connection with other kids is just amazing. Any other questions? Yes. Could you speak louder, please? We can't hear the question. questions. Uh, one of the things that I've talked about with our new Pope, who's, who and one of the things Stephanie always mentions, is not to judge. We are not to judge. Only God can judge. So we accept people for who and what they are, and we love them. Our job is one. Our job is to love one another as God has loved us. So we are not to judge anybody. We just show them love. And that's what I tell them when they ask questions like that. Anyone else? Yes. Just curious from uh, from a parental perspective, uh, having teenage having raise, raising teenagers and raised teenagers, um, just some of the challenges that maybe you you faced as a parent, um, trying to with, with all that society is asking our kids to do or ways to think, uh, how have you as a parent used your faith and to kind of guide your children and yourself through that? Excellent question. The answer to that question is my husband, Bruce. <laughs> I am a nice person. I am the so-called friend. He is a disciplinarian. And Bruce is very Catholic and very religious, but he sets guidelines and he sets rules. And the rules may be strict, and he tells them, I'm only doing it for your own good, which is what his parents told him, and it's so true. You know, my older daughter, Stephanie, uh, Lauren, who's sitting here, she wasn't like Stephanie. She didn't want to teach CCD. She wanted to go to parties. She wanted to socialize. And Bruce said, no. School comes first. You need to do your homework. You need to be in bed before curfew. And she wasn't allowed to go to sleepovers, wasn't allowed to go to any of those parties. And she survived. She's a great person. You know, she may not go to church every Sunday like Stephanie, but she's a great person. And, it's be and I totally attribute that to my husband because we're a team. You have to be a team as parents. You know, they come to me when they want to buy things and when they want to, you know, have fun with their friends. But when it comes to making the choices in terms of, can I start dating? Uh, can I go to a party? The answer, Bruce would say, is no. 
<laughs> and it worked. Don't be afraid to say no. When you know it's not in the best interest of your child, just say no. And she survived. She may have hated him for four years, but she loves him today. And I think she thanks him for it. So any other questions? That's my advice as a parent. You can't be afraid to say no. Even if your kids think you're a dork, you're not cool, all my friends can do this and I can't, you have to remember that you are their protector. You are the one that's going to guide them through their lives. You're going to fill their life with faith. You're going to fill their life with all these wonderful things. And family is important. I couldn't have done this by myself. I couldn't have raised these fabulous kids alone. I had a great man. And thank you, Bruce. <laughs>